Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. We are rolling for another week of Growing in Grace. Mike Kapler here with Joel Brzezinski. Hope everything's going okay your way. If not... This is probably why you're listening. We've got good news here on Growing in Grace. And, Joel, one thing that we're going to be talking about this week as we move forward here is comparing good news to bad news because a lot of us, as we moved into the Christian life, we didn't realize it perhaps at the time, but we heard a lot of bad news. And so we'll do some some comparing and maybe contrast what's really good news and what's not so good. Yeah, there, there, there are a lot of things I think that uh, I know I used to think was was the good news, and then I kind of realized just part of the Christian life that I was living, and I thought it was good news, but I found out that it wasn't. And when I began to understand the grace of God more and the good news more and more, you know, I used to carry a, I still do, carry a voice recorder around with me, and if I get some thoughts, I, I just record them into there. There was a point when I realized that so many times when I was when I was recording these thoughts that were coming from my head, I would use the term big difference. You know, there's a big difference between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. There's a big difference between the Levitical priesthood and the and the priesthood of, of Jesus, and, and so on and so forth. And, you know, I've come to realize, too, that in the church, in the things that I was taught and the things that I even taught myself um, to other Christians, there's really a big difference between what I thought was good news and what the good news really is. And that's kind of that's yeah, like you said, that's what we're going to be kind of talking about here. We're just, you know, I suppose you could say we're going to be killing some sacred cows here um, for some of our listeners. I think a lot of this will be just really good news and and really uh, something that will be helpful for people as well, though. Well, so let's get started. You know, a lot of times when somebody is hearing something about the salvation message, the message of of God, Jesus, the gospel. One of the first things that is, is often heard by, by people who are trying to uh, receive the message is that they must repent, that they must turn from their sin. I suppose after that, there's a lot of different things that different churches would tell people, but repent, turn from your sin, be sorry for what you've done, and uh, ask Jesus into your life. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see back in the late 70s that um, miniseries, Jesus of Nazareth? I did. It's been quite a while, but I I, I do remember that. And the uh, the guy that played John the Baptist, oh his man, his name's not coming to uh, my mind right now. Anyway, he was in like the Austin Powers series, in the movies and all that. But anyway, back then, oh man, what was his name? It's going to come to me as soon as we're done here. But anyway, he he uh, he played John the Baptist, and the thing that sticks out to me when I hear the word repent is John the Baptist and Jesus of Nazareth going repent. Repent! <laughs> it was just like, whoa, man, all right, okay, we get the message. But uh, <laughs> I think that the word, you know, the word repent in and of itself, without any context to it, just the word itself, when you, when you look at the Greek word, it simply means to reconsider or to think differently. It has nothing to do, really, with our actions, 
It might lead to a change of actions. If you saw things one way and you begin to see things another way, it'll change the things that you do. But repentance in and of itself doesn't mean that. And so, you know, Jesus said, repent and believe the good news. And so he, he wasn't talking about a change of behavior there. He was talking about a change of of what you think, a change of thinking. Reconsider. You know, he was talking, of course, to, at the time, to people who were under the law. And so he's basically telling them, hey, you're under the law. Now think differently and come to me that you may have life and uh, just think differently and, and believe. Instead of believing that the law can justify you, you can be justified by your works, change your thinking and just come to this good news thing called the grace of God and the finished work of Christ. Well, you make a, a major point in that who was he talking to? And that's, that's a really a, one of those key things when interpreting Scripture, not, not that any of us have a cornered the market on interpreting Scripture, but one of the key things to helping understand truth a little bit better is, is to find out who, who were they talking to, you know? And John the Baptist, as you said, was, was talking to people under the law, the Jewish people, who were in, in a mode and in a mindset that required them to, to try to live right. So the, these were people who were already trying not to do bad and trying to do good and also obeying other things that were uh, integrated into the law, the animal sacrifices, and the list goes on and on. But, I mean, these were people who were already trying to do it right. Now, of course, they weren't able to, not to the standard that God required, which happened to be perfection, by the way. Nobody was able to live up to that. Uh, but they tried, and that's why they, they did the sacrifices and so forth uh, daily, weekly, annually, and uh, that, that would cover their sin, and then they would go back and try again. And so you, you begin to see that this, this is almost, in some ways, to a certain degree, what John the Baptist is telling these people is the opposite of what we have today in the modern church world, when somebody tells a person to repent, it's almost the, the opposite. What John was doing is entirely different than what we see today in religious circles. Yeah, it's true. Michael York was his name, by the way. I just figured that oh. one out. But anyway, uh -huh. it just I'll be able to sleep well tonight. I'm now. glad. You, I know you will, and everybody else will, too. And, but most, see, most people in this day and age, they know him better as, um, I think it was Austin Powers, not his dad, but... Austin Powers was secret agent and his his boss or whatever. Anyway, that's beyond what we yeah, need to talk I, I about here. I can't picture what he looked like in that movie, but I always pictured John the Baptist as uh, like one of those guys from uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival or, <laughs> that's or pretty, a ZZ that's Top pretty or much something it. like that. He had a lot of hair, big bushy beard, and had the camel's fur and all that stuff. Yeah, locust in between well, the teeth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. This whole thing about repentance, I, I think we got it wrong. You know, I used to, I used to, I, I, and I do, I admire Billy Graham and his crusades and everything like that. And so many people got introduced to, to Jesus through through Billy Graham. And one of the things that Billy Graham would always say in during those crusades is that you must turn from your sins. He, he would say, he would talk about the good news, he would talk about faith in Christ and all that, and, and he would add this thing, you must repent and turn to Christ. You must turn from your sins and turn to Christ. You know, for a while, I, you know, I thought, okay, i got to turn from my sins, i got to stop sinning and uh, turn to Christ. But that's really not the gospel, because if repentance means that I have to stop sinning in order to know Jesus in order to be saved. 
then that means that it's my works. That means that I myself have done something to merit salvation. And so if repentance means that I have to change my behavior, then I've I've missed the mark by uh, a long shot. And so it either has to be by grace or by our works, and it, it can't be our, by our works. And so really just simply, you know, repentance. Stop trusting in your own works, in your own efforts, and begin believing the good news in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Really, repentance to me is that simple. Yeah, and I got to say too that as a young child who who came to the to the knowledge of Jesus Christ at that time, we had like three channels on our television back then, Joel, and I, I had a little black and white with rabbit ears in my room. Sometimes I, I couldn't get all the channels in, even with just three. But I will always respect and have great admiration for for Billy Graham. But I, I agree with you. That um, because I mean there were times I didn't have anybody else to talk to, and when he came on the TV just to talk about being born again, trusting in Christ for salvation, I that that was like water in, in a very dry place for me. So I, I will always remember that. And and who who cannot admire what what Billy Graham was out there doing, discussing the person of Jesus Christ before all those multitudes who who were obviously looking for some answers in their own life. But why is this bad news? Because, again, I think repentance has been misrepresented. I mean, if somebody is hearing the gospel for the first time or they're hearing the message of Jesus Christ and they're being told, you must turn from your sins, I I don't know if that's really going to be a a good news scenario because you know what's going to happen. Eventually, somebody is going to come to Christ, trust, believe in him, and they're going to think now it's up to them not to sin anymore. Mm And then they're often told, and I know it's different in various religious circles, but they're often told if you do sin, uh, you must confess your sin in order to be forgiven again. And uh, others are told things that are even far more excruciating and, and burdensome. And so th- this isn't necessary. It might sound like good news in the beginning that you can have eternal life, but now it's up to me to live right. That takes us back away from the new covenant and and gravitates us uh, gravitates us toward the old and and we're almost back to where we started from as Maxine Nightingale would sing yeah you know it again it it appears good news i mean if when it's just spoken you must turn from your sin and and trust god you know at 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 first glance okay you know it, it might sound easy but then there are a lot of people who again will th- that actually kept me from coming to Christ, so to speak. I mean, it, it sounds like an easy thing to say, but then when I actually sat, sat down and thought about it, I'm like, someday there's there's going to be this day when I am able to turn from my sin and, and I'm able to stop doing all these things that I do and I'm going to be able to finally one of these days come to Christ uh, and, and stop sinning. And that day as a teenager, I remember thinking that. One of these days, you know, that's going to happen but it never came. That day never came, and I just so I just kind of stayed away from God mentally, you know, in my head. I, you know, I just thought I just can't do this thing. I just can't turn from my sins enough. They're just pulling me so much, and I just can't turn. And so I was kept from Christ, is essentially again in my mind because I thought that I had to change. I thought my behavior had to change before I could come to Christ. But then when the change there did come a time when 
some really neat things began to happen. This is in early 1992, and my life did change quite a bit. But I didn't consciously make this effort to turn from my sins. It's just a work that God began to do, and he's been doing it ever since. And, and that's not to say that I never sinned, because, my goodness, if you know, if people could see my life on a daily basis, they would know. And, uh, you know, the things that go on in my life. And I think everyone else out there is the same. And so if it's up to us turning from our sins, you know, as in stopping sinning, then none of us are just going to be able to measure up to that. Yeah, repent and believe the gospel. Believe the good news. That's what was being told to the people under that old covenant, that burdensome covenant of rules, commandments, and laws. Turn away from that way of thinking to something entirely new and better. That's what was being told to the people back then. And that's what we should be telling people today. Yep, it really is. That's our message. It's our message to the world, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their sins against them, and uh, you know, just uh, helping people to understand that God is for them, not against them. Well, we're just, I think, just getting started on this whole idea of contrasting bad news and good news. Really, in a sense, we only talked about one thing this week, and we've got some more things on this whole subject. So coming up next week and probably beyond that, we'll be looking at the bad news versus the good news right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various Internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.